Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another Friday afternoon. That means Sports Extra here. We're down one. Uh, Alec Osmus here with Carly Murata. Hello. We kicked Lance out. He's gone. Yeah. He, he didn't bring us pie uh, from Thanksgiving when he when he wasn't here, so we gave him the boot uh, around the holidays. But uh, Carly, yes. got quite a weekend here. We got an action-packed Saturday on deck. Men's basketball, they host Louisville uh, Saturday morning. We're mm -hmm. going to look at the football matchups, though. Badgers at home, Packers at home. What do you think going into Saturday here? Well, it's Axe Week once again. I think that's exciting to have this matchup be, you know, one of the last games of the season, depending on if Wisconsin plays in a bowl game or not. So Axe Week is back. So let's look at the history of this matchup. It's the most played rivalry in college football. And Wisconsin reclaimed the Axe with the 38-17 win over Minnesota last season. Prior to that, the Gophers snapped the Badgers' 14-game win streak. I'm sure everyone remembers that one. So Wisconsin, this has been pretty close. Wisconsin owns a 61-60-8 lead in the series, just the second time Wisconsin has held a league lead. Now, in Wisconsin's three consecutive losses, the Badgers have scored nine or less points. So this offense is really struggling right now. The Badgers are 58th in the FBS in red zone efficiency at 83%, but they have been held scoreless in three of their last six attempts in the red zone. So that's been a huge issue, as you see right there, as uh, Graham Mertz looks to hit DK in the end zone. So Graham Mertz has gone two games without a passing touchdown. That's 10 quarters, actually, since he last had a passing touchdown. He's had two interceptions in that time span. Now, the Gophers pass defense, they're just okay against the pass, allowing 219 yards per game. Now, Alec, the big news for this game is Will Kendrick Pryor and Danny Davis be back in the lineup. When talking to Joe Rudolph this week, he seemed pretty optimistic, pretty confident that they would have their two targets back in the lineup. But one thing seems for sure, and that's that Jalen Berger will likely not be playing on Saturday. Uh, and that's tough to hear, especially you talked on it, that, that last week at Iowa, those trips in the red zone, mm -hmm. they really could have used Jalen Berger. Injuries, you need you need Danny Davis, you need Kendrick Pryor in a game like this. And and, and Jake Ferguson, you, you know, you can't he can't just be that sole target uh, for Graham Mertz on offense. But yeah, all hands on deck when you're playing the Gophers, no doubt about it. Now, as for this Gophers team, uh, kind of like the Badgers this year, the Gophers have also had uh, two games missed due to COVID problems, uh, some injuries and things, but they are still three and three, all three wins coming in the Big Ten. To get a little better understanding of this Gophers team, I gave a phone call uh, to my good friend Darren Doogie Wolfson, KSTP up in Minneapolis, and we break down this week's Axe game. Well, welcome inside another uh, home edition here of Sports Extra. Badgers taking on a Gophers team at Camp Randall this Saturday. And to get a better understanding of this Minnesota team coming to Madison this weekend, I bring in my good friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Sports Department at KSTP up in Minneapolis. Darren, thank you so much uh, for hopping on Sports Extra today. You got it, Alec. I hope you and your loved ones are safe, healthy, and doing well. Absolutely. So, I. Uh, this season as a whole, uh, both Minnesota and Wisconsin have been impacted by COVID-19. They had multiple games get canceled. Uh, I think it might even be fair to say that both these teams have maybe underperformed a little bit this year compared to the seasons they had last year. What's the interest level like up there in Minneapolis with the end of this Gopher season and coming into to this rivalry game? I think interest right now, as we talk here on Wednesday, heading into the Wisconsin game Saturday, Alec, is as high as it's been all year. Maybe it rivals, you know, that lead up to, to that first game, that Michigan game 
that was on national TV, an ABC primetime game. The Gophers ended up losing by 25. And, you know, a lot of casual fans after that feigned interest, right, after you get embarrassed on national TV. But now coming off a win after the two-week shutdown, you're back, you beat Nebraska, and, you know, you now you're playing your, your 1A rival. We can debate Wisconsin-Iowa, but to me it's Wisconsin-1A, Iowa-1B. So I think heading into this particular game, there is a good amount of excitement. The Badgers offense started the season red hot. The last three games – uh, only 20 points in their last three games, three losses. But it seems like defensively, this Gophers team, even when they win, it seems like the defense is giving up a lot of points. Has the defense been uh, the weak link, if you will, for P.J. Flex squad this season? It has special teams, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been the defense. I mean, just look at, at the news on Tuesday with, with the Big Ten announcing it's, it's all Big Ten teams, the three teams. There's not one Gophers defender among those three teams. Now, I can make a case for Bue Mafe, the, the pass rusher. I think he's got an NFL future. You know, so I could have made a case for Bue Mafe being on, on at least that third team. It got better last week. Now, was that just Nebraska and, and how bad Nebraska is? So, I don't know. That's, that's to me, what, what I'm most curious about when, when heading into Saturday. Like, is this Gophers defense relatively back based on what they did against the Huskers? Or was it more product of Nebraska just being, you know, horse bleed? On the opposite side of the ball, offensively, a huge playmaker, Rashad Bateman. He opts out uh, once this game originally was postponed or canceled a few weeks back. But there's still the Big Ten uh, running back of the year, Muhammad Ibrahim, on that squad. I think over 900 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns in just six games. Uh, this Gophers offense under P.J. Fleck, it's flashy at times. Has that been a major area of strength with this team coming to Madison on Saturday? But much like the, the defense losing guys, you think about offense. I mean, you mentioned Bateman, but Tyler Johnson isn't here. Heck, Demetrius Douglas, remember the 2018 game when the Gophers finally beat Wisconsin? The game at Camp Randall? Demetrius Douglas had that punt return for a touchdown. He opted out of the season before the season, and then last week, they were down two starting offensive linemen. I don't know if those guys will be back. They were down three tight ends for the Nebraska game. I mean, the headline was they were down 33 players total. Now, many of those 33, not guys that get regular snaps, but they were down five contributors, or at least four, on, on offense. You know, so, so there are some holes, but they still have Chris Altman-Bell. He's a really good receiver. You mentioned the Big Ten running back of the year. Now, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy, but man, Alec, I'm telling you, he doesn't go down on first contact. Like he runs through you. He wants to initiate contact, you know, and, and even if you get him, you know, early on, if, if some of those Wisconsin, you know, defensive linemen, Loudermilk and company, if, if they get their hands on him, he still finds a way to lean forward. You know, even if just a yard or two, instead of a one yard loss, it's a one yard gain or, or two yard gain, but he is really good. Tanner Morgan was, was really good last year. But I'm telling you, when you have Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman, you know, it, it, was, it was easier to, to be really good. But he's still a plenty capable quarterback. Like, if we're ranking Big Ten quarterbacks, I know he wasn't second team or third team. Like, I think if, if we're ranking, you know, Big Ten quarterbacks, he's probably still top five, top six. So Tanner Morgan is, is completely capable. So if the Gophers find a way to win on Saturday, I think it's because they end up putting 30-something points on the board. So – you would figure that Morgan would make enough throws.
All right, Darren, at the end of the show, we always like to do predictions. Everything is based around a prediction. Uh, Badgers have won 22 of the last 25 Axe games, but as you just mentioned, the last time the Gophers came to Madison, they were chopping down the goalposts at the end. Darren, do you have a prediction? What do you think for the outcome on Saturday? I saw the Vegas opening line, Alec, was 14. The smart money is coming on the Gophers, so now the line is down to 12. How about this? I would take the Gophers plus 12, but even so, Alec, it's hard for me to see a path to, to a Gophers victory. I still think they're more the team that we saw against Iowa. Iowa blew them out. So give me Wisconsin to win, but give me the Gophers plus 12. I'll say the final score is Wisconsin 31, Gophers 21. All right, you heard it here first on Sports Extra. That's Darren Wolfton from KSTP up in Minneapolis. Doogie, as always, thanks for your time. You got it, Alex. Stay safe. Darren, thank you so much. Carly, what do you think? I mean, that was a lot of knowledge that, that Doogie just dumped on us. What do you think about this now? Yeah, that was a really great, you know, interview with him. 31 points that stuck in my head at the end is a lot of confidence in this Badgers offense that hasn't really proved it in the past few weeks, but I know that Minnesota defense is struggling. One thing I think he, you guys both alluded to, huge game between you know, Minnesota's rusher and then Wisconsin's rush defense. I think that will be a huge indicator of who wins this game. But then also one thing I'm looking at is third downs. Wisconsin sure. is the best defense on third down, but Minnesota, they're the second best team in the Big Ten when converting on third down. So I think that will be huge in this game on Saturday. Carly, let me ask you this. Okay. The way that this season has gone for mm -hmm. both teams, the Badgers are 2-3, and three, Minnesota's 3-3. Three and three. This is this Champions Week here in the mm -hmm. Big Ten. What does this game feel like to you? Does it, does it still carry that same axe week, axe game feel uh, coming, into, coming into Saturday? Well, this is a good question, and feel free to chime in in the comments as well on this question if you'd like. But... Um, you know, I, this is my first year here sure. covering the Badgers, and I've heard so much about this game. Um, to me this year, you know, the hype isn't there as much as I felt like it was the November 28th when they were going to play that week. Um, it's kind of just been a little bit of a depressing few weeks for the Badgers. However, I think this week, if they weren't playing the Gophers, we wouldn't be as excited for this game. So to end with the Gophers, hopefully, you know, Keep the axe in the Badgers' hands. I think that would be huge just moving forward to next season, just to end on some positive note. Absolutely. Even if they don't get a bowl game of any kind or mm -hmm. however that might play out, this could be a great way to wrap things up. But now I did ask, well, we put it out there. We put this out into the social media world, that same question. Our poll question, uh, which you could vote on the WKW's Facebook page, the very same question I just asked Carly. The way that this season has gone uh, does this does this axe game does it have the same meaning? Fifty six percent of the people that voted they're saying yes. Despite the way that this season has gone, they're still hyped up for the axe week. Now I got a few comments on Facebook on this. Scott says yes with a big thumbs up emoji. Charles says yes, it's a big deal, and Caroline says yes, it, it's a big game to me. Go Badgers in all caps with a smiley face. So it seems like. Uh, people are still hyped up mm -hmm. for this game, no doubt. Well, that's not the only game, though, taking yeah. place on Saturday. Big one up at Lambeau Field. Uh, maybe air quotes around the word mm -hmm. big. Any Packers game is big, but this Carolina Panthers team coming in. 7-15 uh, Saturday night football up at Lambeau Field. Packers hosting Carolina. Carly, what are you taking a look at uh, as the Packers head into this week here? 
Yeah, so five of the last six matchups between these two teams have been decided by eight points or less. So historically, this has been a close matchup between the Packers and Panthers. So I think the big thing here is for the Packers to avoid a trap game. And also this year, the Panthers, seven of their nine losses have been by a single score. So it's possible for this to be a trap game. And that's because the Packers do own the number one seed right now in the NFC. With that comes a first round bye and home field advantage. And and then um, let me just see really quick. One thing with that number one seed is the conference's top seed only has two playoff games at home to make it to the Super Bowl. So it's just huge to retain that, that number one seed in the NFC. And then um, the Packers schedule goes Panthers, Titans. That's the big game that I think the Packers have their eyes on is the Tennessee Titans. So just don't overlook this Panthers team. They have dropped seven of the last ga eight games that they've played. And they haven't fared well against, you know, mediocre quarterbacks, for example, they played Drew Locke and the Broncos last week and Locke threw for 280 yards and four touchdowns. And then your guy, Kirk Cousins, they, Captain also, Kirk. they also played the Vikings and Cousins threw for 307 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, that's big. It's it's Cousins, it's Drew Locke, and we have Aaron Rodgers, you know. Mediocre, though, affiliated with my, with Captain Kirk. Absolutely. Just, Couldn't pick a better word. This, this game, in a way, kind of reminds me of a few weeks ago when the Packers hosted Jacksonville. Yeah, it was a game too. that the Packers had no business losing, which mm -hmm. they didn't, but it was close. Uh, it was close all the way through, and and to look now at more at this Panthers team, uh, as Carly alluded to, four of nine overall. Uh, Carolina comes into this game, but but they've scored at least 20 points per game, and a lot of these games they're they're hanging around. Now they they started the season weeks three, four, and five. They won. They had a three-game winning streak. Then they followed that with a four-game losing streak, and things have kind of spiraled out of control there. But look, they're averaging over 350 yards per game. As I just mentioned, over 20, they've scored at least 20 points per game. Now, uh, my guy Kirk Cousins, before that was my guy Teddy Bridgewater. I still have a Teddy Bridgewater jersey. He's under center there in Carolina, and Teddy has been up and down this year for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, 14 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. I watched him a few weeks ago when they played against the Vikings. A lot of mistakes still being made by Bridgewater. He's not that rookie quarterback anymore. He's not young anymore. This is his third team he's bounced around with in the NFL, Minnesota, New Orleans, and now Carolina. But most importantly, from a playmaker standpoint, uh, not having Christian McCaffrey mm -hmm. out on the field, that, that's huge for any team right now. Christian McCaffrey has played in three games this season. He comes back, has a monster game, re-injures himself. He's I, don't, I can't imagine he's going to play this Sunday. I've he seen doubtful like all it. over Twitter. Uh, but Bridgewater also has two receivers that he likes to throw the ball to, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. If the Packers can clinch down on some of the, the, the passing game, put a little pressure on Bridgewater, I don't like the decisions that he makes out on the field, and I think that could be very problematic for this Panthers offense and they might not be able to score 20 points on this Packers defense. But as we as we know, uh, if you get into a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, you better yeah. be ready to put up about 35 <laughs> points because he, he'll take it down to the wire. Yeah, and the Packers, you know, lead the NFL in points per game. So I don't think it's looking too good for the Panthers. And Lance is chi chiming in from Oh, home. boy. <laughs> he's not on, but he's chiming in, and he wants to know, Alec, why the Vikings cannot kick field goals. Oh, you want to go field goal? Route? Yeah, <laughs> so Dan Bailey is a head case right now. He's struggling, and then – I watched last night Daniel Carlson for the Oakland Raiders. He, uh, that's who the Vikings drafted two years ago. He seems to have his act together. So we're, we're having some kicking troubles. Uh, I can use the word mediocre. Carly used mediocre yeah. with uh, 
Kirk Cousins. I can use mediocre with Dan Bailey, but the Vikings nice. six and seven. I believe the Vikings host the Bears this weekend. Okay. Bears finally got a win, so they're six and seven. Uh, I don't know. They're still in the hunt, I guess, but they're well in the rearview mirror for the Green Bay Packers. How about some predictions, Carly? Let's you ready it. for the prediction yeah, part? Let's do it. Um, what did we have here? UW 13 point favorites. Now, uh, as I mentioned with Darren earlier in this segment, uh, the Badgers have won 22 of the last 25 against the Gophers, but the last time the Gophers came into Madison, they took home the axe. Yeah, Carly, what do you think? 13-point favorites, uh, Wisconsin on Saturday. Um, you know what? We keep saying this every week. We're like, the Badgers, you know, they, they have a high point spread against these teams, um, which is kind of surprising for us. Uh, but, yeah, to be favored by almost two scores, I think, is a lot. So, just based on this offense not getting it together, honestly, I've had confidence in them the last few weeks that maybe this week they'll bounce back. I know they might get some of their um, threats back in Pryor and Davis. However, long story short, I'm saying that the Gophers are going to cover the spread. I'm right there with you. 13-point okay. favorites, and the Badgers have only scored 20 points in the last three weeks. Yeah. That just doesn't add up very well. Uh, however, the way that this season has gone, the Badgers are hungry for a win. I just feel like this is one of those games that they will find a way to squeak this one out just to hold on to that axe, be 3-3 three and three to end the year. If the Badgers do lose, they would finish 2-4. and four. That clinches a losing season for the first time since 2001. Guys like Garrett Groshek, when they walked off the field at Iowa last week, they you could just see the anger in their face. They're frustrated. They're used to winning, and that hasn't really been happening. I think the Badgers are going to squeak this one out. 13 points, no way. I'm thinking if it's not a high-scoring battle, maybe a 17-14 kind of game, but I am going to lean towards Wisconsin on this. What do you think Lance would have picked? I wonder. I'll give him some time if he wants to try to <laughs> chime in. He's watching. He's asking if we listen to Journey. Lance loves Journey. <laughs> <laughs> he hates that we don't listen to the music that he listens to. Um, yeah. I'm glad That's he's, all we're gonna say about he's that. using <laughs> his, his day off, his time very time very wisely. Uh, Packers, to, to Carly's point earlier, yeah. trap game. Yeah. Packers, eight-point favorites against Carolina on Sunday. What do you think? I know I'm talking about all the reasons why this could be a trap game for the Packers. However, I just don't think it will be. I know this has historically been a close matchup between the two teams. However, I think the Packers are going to cover the spread. I love how they've looked recently. I think everything is starting to click. I think that defense just needs to kind of, you know, still get a little bit better to be Super Bowl contenders. But against the Panthers this week, I think the Packers will cover the spread. I don't know how I could possibly argue against yeah. that. That's right right on the money. This Panthers team, additionally to that offense, they don't have a strong running game. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the leading rushers on this offense, and, and stopping the run has been the Achilles heel for the Packers' defense this season. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think they shut down Carolina pretty well. And I think the Packers win this one by eight. And MVS, he, he's been having more of an impact too mm -hmm. lately. That's been nice to see on offense. So, uh, yes. Lance did answer. Okay. Yeah, so he said the Badgers win but don't cover. He usually goes against us. Yeah, no matter so, what we say. Yeah, he, I think he feels bad that he's so not So he here. picks, what about the Packers? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a we'll second. We'll give him a second, but yeah. He, so he says Wisconsin wins, does not cover. Yeah, okay. so we, we all agree. We usually don't all agree. That's rare. Yes. I agree. Don't and stop believing. Lance isn't here because he's covering the Wisconsin-Louisville game. 
tomorrow. So that should be a good one. All right, Lance, yeah. I'm gonna give you about 10 more seconds. I don't know if maybe he's on a little bit of a delay or not, but any more comments, Carly, or is that, is it just uh, been Lance chiming in? We've just in? had Lance chiming in over here besides your poll question comments. So okay. Lance is saying Packers cover. Okay. If anyone else wants to chime in on the spread, we'll be able to have a couple more seconds, but um, I think we're wrapping it up. All right, well, hey, uh, we're approaching the holidays too. That's, yes. that's enough to make everybody smile the way that this year has gone. So thank you for joining us here on Sports Extra. Carly, as always, good work, and uh, we'll see everybody next time. Good night.